What's up, Godzilla fans? Well, you know what? You might be a Godzilla fan now if you've watched Godzilla Minus One and, of course, his legacy of movies. But, you know what? I don't know if you're going to be a Godzilla fan if you're watching Monarchy Legacy of Monsters. Danny, uh, I'd much rather go back to the past 10 minutes where you and I were BSing about Godzilla and Movie Bob and all that other stuff versus talking about this show. Because, honestly... I'm gonna have to pull a lot out of my ass to even make this a five minute discussion. Yeah, we we spent we like uh, we opened the link and we started talking about Rebel Moon and Zack Snyder and that uh, we we were discussing you know his filmography and we were pretty much doing anything possible to not start live recording because <laughs> this is exactly what I hoped did not happen with this it this was the filler episode to fill all filler episodes (laughs) and and we we talked last week i was in my car in my garage uh because uh my daughter was having a sleepover for a birthday and i didn't want to be loud uh and wake up a bunch of angry teenagers so i went down to my car and i said that i genuinely really liked episode six of this show and i loved the appearance that we got of godzilla i love the multiple timelines i love the focus on specific characters uh which really made you want to see how those characters from the past now act in the future and how they influence other characters uh the progeny of those characters that we're focusing on And then we get this episode, which I almost, from the title, rolled my eyes. Uh, (laughs) I think it's, will the real May please stand up? Yeah, yeah. And And when I saw that, I went, oh no, she's the one character we haven't done like a background episode of. Yeah. And so this episode got rid of all the timeline stuff. We we don't get any of our 1950s monarch crew. Uh, we we left off with a pretty great cliffhanger last yeah. week of yes. uh, you know Shaw uh, yes. Wyatt Russell's character, basically by him traveling to Japan to be with Doctor Mora, he screwed up and Monarch was given to like pencil neck geek number two. Of, of the of the military right and, like that was like a cliffhanger that i wanted to see followed up on and it, forget about that we never even sniffed the 1950s timeline and instead we got 45 minutes of really may slash cora's background um with this job that she takes at this tech firm and look i'll just come out and say the only they they really set up this entire episode to do a big reveal that AET becomes Apex. That that was the big oh my god oh shit I can't bu-. and I I I if you would have been in my room at 1.30 in the morning, yes, Pete, if you would have been in my room at 1.30 in the morning, watch this, I, my eyes would have rolled to the back of my head faster than The Undertaker saying rest in peace in the mid-90s. 
Okay. Oh. And if man. you're wondering why did I watch this at one in the morning, it's because last night is the first night of uh, finally my school semester came to an end. I'm official ah. vacation, so I celebrated my vacation by coming home at like eight thirty and passing out and sleeping until midnight. <laughs> yeah. And then waking up at midnight, seeing a whole bunch of messages from you and Brian and going, all right, well, I'm up now. I might as well watch Monarch. And uh, one of the messages was like something from you that was like, well, it's got to be better than this Monarch episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny, I feel so bad for you that the first thing of your celebration of being off for winter break is that you have to watch this fucking thing. Like, I purposely, I purposely am drinking out of my uh, um, na natural history museum dinosaur oh, mug. That's cool. That's because cool. there are more monsters on this coffee cup than there were in this show. Yes. So you know what? Be let's let's keep this trend going of not wanting to talk about this fucking lame ass episode. Um, at the <laughs> I don't know if the album draft house by you does this, but the album draft house, I'm assuming that like nationwide, they do the same thing. The one by me, they have the don't talk, don't text thing. Right. And there's a Godzilla one where it's like stop motion. You've seen that. Okay. Okay. So, so there's like the stop motion thing where they have like a big Godzilla and he's playing with toys and there's a little baby Godzilla and a little toy Godzilla and they interact. And I've seen that fucking thing too many times where it's just like, oh, here comes this fucking thing again. I've seen that like 10, 15 times, right? Every time I go to the movies. I'd it's rather than watch. Nicole Kidman. It's better right. than Nicole Kidman sitting in an empty theater. <laughs> but Danny, I would rather like just back to back Nicole Kidman in the theater and that Godzilla clip for 42 minutes than watch this fucking episode that we just watched. Like, I, I'd hate to admit it, but like... <sighs> You know, when you watch as many movies and shows as we do, there's times where you're like looking at your phone and stuff because you're like, oh, well, I do have this other thing in my life, like bills to pay and shit. And like, I have to watch this show. And I, I was fucking just like playing games of Hearthstone and stuff while this is on because I was like, I don't give a shit about so, this. Yeah, go ahead. Li listen, I'm all for shitting on this episode, especially yeah. coming down off of the high that I was on more more than you from yeah, last yeah. week yeah but i think we both agree that last week's episode was the best episode since the first three that we really liked oh yeah oh yeah but now we're seven episodes in and it's been three good episodes three bad episodes and <laughs> one and one kind of good episode i liked it i would go four three good you'd probably go three three one like yeah and we're we're three episodes left in the the season, Ugh. and and at this point, I'm like, like there has to be something, right? Like that <laughs> explosion that goes off at the end. I'm assuming that was like an opening to the Hollow Earth, maybe. Yes. And, and so, and, and all of a sudden in this episode, um, Kurt Russell is acting like the bad guy. I like I don't know if like his mission was to be bad, but he certainly acted like a bad guy in this. Like he yeah, acted agreed. like Hans Gruber at one point. Um, <laughs> so I, I really I I if this was if this was episode four, yeah. I would just say you know what let's just give up on this series. Right. I I 
I'm more intrigued as to just what the series is going to do. Yes. But like, again, this was an episode where in, in a show called Monarch Legacy of Monsters, there was a monster on screen for maybe two seconds. And yeah. it was a monster we had already seen. And it does nothing. Yeah. And <laughs> like... Kiersey Clemens is a good actress, and the acting in this show isn't terrible. It's just like I can't imagine sitting in the in the in the writers' room. So yeah. I, this is what I think about sometimes. I think okay. about the, the 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 creators of the show sitting right. in the writers' room and saying, "Okay, we're making a show that is set in the monster verse with Godzilla as the marketing." tool we're building to another godzilla kong movie this movie takes place between godzilla 2014 and godzilla king of the monsters right so we have all of this stuff to play with all of these toys that we could play with right and then somebody in the writer's room goes you know this character of may what if we do 45 minutes on her <laughs> and so and that somehow gets approved as right. like yes Let's do a monsterless episode yeah. of our monster show in the monster verse. Yeah. And let's focus completely on a character that's not even family related to the story that's going on. Like you can make the argument with with the other two characters. Yeah. They at least they're randas. Right. They are family tied to Monarch. Right. And in the in the alternate timeline, not alternate timeline, but in the in the fifties timeline, we know we are meeting, we know their grandparents. Right. So we know for a fact they're important somehow. She's just kind of brought in randomly. Like like and now it's like I start to play this game in my head where it's like if if Kitaro is not taking a picture randomly in a Japanese alley that stops May as she walks by. They never talk to each other, and this character is never in the show. Right, right, right. So that's really how random point. her connection to this show is. She stopped when a stranger took a photograph, and instead of just continuing to walk on, she decided to stop and talk to him. And they flirted and ended up hooking up. Yeah. And that's, that is her connection to this universe. Ugh. The fact that she worked for this tech company and like basically gave them a computer virus to eliminate their code, which forced her to go on the run. That is all nonsensical to this plot. She stopped for a photograph. Yeah. Yeah. And it just so happens that she she ended up hooking up with the one person in Japan <laughs> who is connected to the Godzilla Monarch universe. Oh. It also just turns out that the company she's fleeing has a you know minor connection to Monarch that and they're yeah. going to spawn the tech company that I think is the the ones that end up creating Mecha Godzilla in Godzilla v Kong. Correct, correct. Which was one of the dumber movies I've ever seen. Which, <laughs> well, that's saying you know, a lot, man. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we we were talking about Zack Snyder before we came on. I, and I've always said Godzilla v. Kong is Batman v. Superman, mm-hmm. where Mecha Godzilla just happens to be uh, Doomsday, Doomsday. Yeah. forcing them to. The only thing the movie's missing is a Wonder Woman. They even have a, you know, save Mothra, you know, moment. Oh, my so gosh. It, the, the movie is ridiculous. The right. human characters are stupid as all hell, but it's fun monster fighting at the end of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. like this whole episode sets up for me to go, oh, Apex, that's the company that makes Mega Godzilla. Oh yeah. my God. And at that <laughs> point, I was done. I was just like, yeah. If I hadn't napped for three hours between nine and midnight, I would not have watched this show this week. Oh, man. Well, okay. So Godzilla, uh, the one with Brian Cranston, is from 2014. So by the time this new King Kong and Godzilla comes out, it's going to be 10 years of this monster verse, right? So we've had Godzilla. We've had Kong Skull Island. We've had King of the Monsters, Godzilla v. Kong, or whatever the fuck it's called. And then uh, this show, right? And then we're going to get this Kong Empire, whatever the fuck it's called. So six things in 10 years. And honestly, out of all of that, there's really good visuals in each of those movies. There's even, I dare say, exciting sequences in each of those movies. But none of them have, like, emotionally captured me I don't know if that's great grammar or like, you know, got me invested really where I'm like, oh, I really care about this character. It all just kind of comes down to I want to just watch some crazy monster shit and I'm just looking at it. And it literally could just be like an effects reel or like a trailer for a video game and nothing to it. I'm just looking at it. But it's not like, oh, I care about Alexander Skarsgård's character in Kong v. Godzilla, whatever the fuck it's called. Hey. I didn't even remember he was in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I remember I, mean, I remember Vera Farmiga as a laughable villain. Right, right. Like hilarious villain whose entire angle, I think, is we're gonna wake all the Titans up to destroy humankind so that we can rebuild society. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, then there's um I remember Samuel L. Jackson as like a crazy military guy in Kong Skull Island. I remember Shea Wiggum having a hilarious death where he thinks he's going to like save everybody by killing himself. And then like the monsters just like flicks him aside. (laughs) Yes. The problem with all of those movies you just mentioned is every, like you said, amazing visuals. Nobody's taking away how fucking awesome this new version of Godzilla looks. Right. Uh, from Gareth Edwards 2014 until now, that Godzilla is fucking great. Yeah. And I still don't like that King Kong is two million feet tall. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that. I've never been a Kong guy. But the monsters in Kong Skull Island look good. Nobody's denying the special effects. The biggest problem, and you you touched on it, they cannot come to a balance of human to monster characters. Right. It's it's either way too much human melodrama that we don't care about 
focusing on the wrong humans. Case in point, 2014, the movie that basically sets this show up, right. teases Brian Cranston at his absolute post-Breaking Bad peak. Yeah. Sets him up to be a main character, this like crazed scientist right. who has a, a, a reason to hate the monsters and want revenge and want answers. Right. And instead, he's r- completely randomly killed off <laughs> about 40 minutes in so that right. we could focus on Aaron Taylor Johnson. Right. Who is not Anya Taylor Joy, and that really is his biggest problem. Uh, he, and I, and I don't understand, like Godzilla 2014 is a movie that it could have been 35 minutes long. Right. It could have easily given us the, 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 the beginning with Brian Cranston. We could have gotten, uh, Ken Watanabe going, let them fight. (laughs) And then it could have given us the fight scene. Right, you know, right. And, 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 and again, you, you said it at the beginning. The biggest thing that continues to work against this show is the timing of the release of Godzilla Minus One. <laughs> right. Because Godzilla Minus One not only has the, the best Godzilla stuff we've ever seen, it has the best human drama attached to it. Right, right. And it's right. like, oh... That's how you do it. Right. That's how you do a human story in a monster movie. Right. Instead of doing a human movie with, oh, by the way, there's monsters, or doing a monster movie with, oh, by the way, there's some humans, which right. is what these MonsterVerse films and shows feel like. Right. Have you when seen- this show is at its best, in these four episodes that we've liked, episodes one, two, and three, and episode six, yeah, it has gotten that mix the best. It has given us the characters from the past, <clears throat> excuse me, the characters from the, the present. It's given us some really great monster stuff. And I'm like, okay, that is the sweet spot we need to continue to get back to. But then it follows it up with 45 minutes right. of, of of mo- of human character, like yeah, and it's baffling to me again. How did that leave the writers' room? How did they say right. okay in a, in the next episode of Monarch Legacy of Monsters, <laughs> we're gonna do forty seven <laughs> minutes on this character called May? Right. We're gonna get into her background. We're gonna learn all about her, and there's not gonna be any monsters. <laughs> right, right, like, right. Who are you making the show for? I'm not sure, sure exactly. You know, honestly. So we've mentioned how Matt Fraction is one of the producers on the show, one of the uh, showrunners, right? And Matt Fraction, he is the one that made the comic of Hawkeye that, like, they in, they based the Disney Plus show on. But the comic is like a thousand times better than the Disney plus show. It's like really, really good. It's a very significant comic that a lot of people refer to often. Um, It's this amazing book. So, so he's made that, but he's also made a ton of other things. He's famous for making a comic called sex criminals where people have like power from sex and it like helps them rob banks and stuff. Interesting stuff. I mean, he's, he's written a ton of Marvel stuff, DC stuff. He's written a Jimmy Olsen comic. 
interesting guy makes random interesting things to me it doesn't make sense that he is one of the people behind this show because i feel like he must be being restrained or something because it's like Does, he can't go ahead are there are there are there episode are there uh, individual comics in his hawkeye like run where hawkeye just sits at a table and talks with his friends for 45 minutes at a time and you end the comic and you're like, wow, he didn't even put on the Hawkman outfit once. <laughs> well, I mean, that is the thing about Hawkeye, the, the comic that he wrote, is that... A Hawkeye, sorry. Right, right. It's it's him living in an apartment building and there's other people and stuff. And there is a big focus on the people in the building, but it's always interesting stuff. And there's like ancillary characters that got introduced in that that are interesting. There's a, a dog that's become kind of a big thing in Marvel where his name is Lucky the Pizza Dog. It's a dog that's missing one oh, eye. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he's in the show and stuff. Uh, Kate Bishop, who was like introduced in Young Avengers, but then she becomes a big, big part in this comic. Um, it's just that there's there's quirky dialogue. There's quirky characters in that comic. And that's just one example of his stuff. He's written probably hundreds of comics at this point. And it's just like this show, it's just like, they try like there's that one guy who works for monarch who i this is how much i don't care about the show is the guy who Tim? he's the first shot in the show is him coming out of the sand i don't even know like the fucking guy's name but they show him every episode do you know who i'm talking about him him okay yes him him so him's coming out of the sand and you know they do it kind of like a funny thing as if it's like godzilla emerging from the sand but it's just this asshole and they, they try to make him seem funny he makes some jokes and stuff but I'll tell you, Danny, the, the lowest part for the show, the part where I groaned even worse than the fucking reveal of Apex, was when his boss is making that speech about Monarch to, like, the world. And they're playing this emotional music. The music is swelling. And I'm just like, oh, this is so fucking lame. Like, she was like, you know, we, we live in a world where, you know, the things that we love, like our family and our lives are... But unfortunately, it's a world where there's also giant monsters. It was just like, like it was, it was, she didn't say that exactly, but it was that dumb. We're you know? living in a society, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where there's Godzillas and Mothras. But um, I, I think just to kind of go back to what you were saying before, like all of these movies are kind of subpar. They're like 70s, if we're ranking up to 100, they're like 70s or they're 7.5s or something at best. Kong Skull Island has some stuff that gets in the 80s, 90s range. And then uh, there's stuff in the Kong one and King of Monsters that are high too. But overall, everything is like just satisfactory, I think. And some of it is below satisfactory. Um They've hired, like, horror directors, interesting people for the movies. I mean, Gareth Edwards, the creator, that was, like, one of my favorite movies this year. And he was on the that, first one. I have that saved on Voodoo. I rented it. It's going to be, uh, now that I'm on vacation, I'll finally get to that. Yeah, I, I really wish you could have seen that on the big screen because it was spectacular. Me too. I, that was a miss for me on, on the big screen. But, yeah, uh, yeah like, Michael Doherty. Uh, yeah. who directed Krampus and Trick or Treat, which are, right. Trick or Treat's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Really like Krampus. And I thought, like, he would have such a great handle on the monsters. And again, they look great in his movies, but the movies overall just feel, right. you know, 
you know, in a similar way to maybe James Wan doing Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, but see, okay, so I, I actually just saw that, right? And I actually like Aquaman 2 better than most of the stuff that we've just discussed because, like, it is stupid as hell, but still there's something to it. There's some, you know, huge... I think it, it, I didn't see it, but, like, Momoa just has so much charm to him. Right. Uh, and you know, the first movie, the one thing I'll say about the first movie is as a standalone DC movie, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed like, and again, it was that stupidity of like, (laughs) there's an octopus playing drums underwater. That's funny. Like he really just, it was like the little mermaid on steroids. And I, I loved that. Like any, you put anything under the water and I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it like it says a lot. We're 24 minutes in, 25 minutes in. We have basically found out found so many other things to talk about than this show. So why don't we just put a plug in this recording and get ready for next week cuz we have a big Saturday next week. I'm very excited about Saturday <laughs> next week and it may be causing you some stress because it's basically <laughs> You're off this week, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. we're all off this week. It's the holiday season. Today is my, you know, the most uh, special day of the year for me. Happy Festivus to everybody. Uh, I'm going to be competing in feats of strength with my family later and airing our grievances. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, we have Christmas on Monday and we're going to be off next week. But Pete and I will be recording a little earlier than usual this year our top 10 horror movies of 2023 um i'm very excited about that i've been watching a few things i'm gonna have a now that i actually have some time that i don't have to be at work uh i'm i'm going to uh probably as soon as we're done recording uh you might recognize my new carry shirt uh but i will be uh, doing some short reviews of a couple new movies that I just watched, including a really awesome horror anthology and a really fun holiday horror film, uh, both of which are streaming uh, f- available for rent uh, or purchase on, uh, I think, Vudu and Prime and all those other good channels. So nice. uh, that's what I have coming up. And I'm just excited uh, to spend time this week going through my list of 2023 horror movies. Uh, I don't know if this year for horror was as great as last year's, but yeah. I do think that there was a sig- this is this might sound as uh, insulting, but I swear it's not. This year there was a lot of quantity, whereas I felt like last year there was a lot of quality up top. This year there's been a lot of quantity of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if there for me aside from maybe one or two movies. Nothing mm-hmm. like leaps out as like that has to go in the top five, but there's a lot of movies that I look at and go, Oh, that could make the top 10. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, it's going to be a lot harder to whittle down. Whereas normally I'm like, no, 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 these five movies have to go in right away. And then I have, I only have five spots left this year. I'm probably going to have yeah. eight or nine spots uh, <laughs> to fill in. Uh, sure. the top 10 and I probably am going to have about 25 movies to pick from to go like oh, okay which do I want to actually rewatch more and more and 
I'll, I'll work down the list that way. But I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to film that. We don't usually do that list until the end of January, but I feel oh, at like at least, yeah, like I'm February starting to see. Time. I'm starting to see everybody put out their their lists. Yeah. And I kind of have list envy. So I, I feel <laughs> like let's get ours out as like a New Year's present to sure. uh, people who watch this channel. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's funny. Uh, I mean, Danny is freaking doing the segue to get out of the episode. That's that's how bad Monarch must have been. <laughs> Danny is segueing to himself. Oh, Danny, what do you have coming up on the channel? <laughs> it's like my thing. He's just like, I'm so fucking done of Monarch. Oh, what do I have coming up on the channel? It's just... You know, so yeah, but it, it was a turn. So on that note, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone, because I think that this will be the last video before actually Christmas will have happened, right? By the time no, what the fuck? This comes out on Monday. Monday's Christmas Eve, right? No, Monday's Christmas. Monday's Christmas. Here's your Christmas gift, guys. A steaming bowl of boring ass monarch. Happy Christmas. We'll see you all soon. We love you.